Have you had your soup today? And the cold, crisp taste of Coke is so satisfying, it keeps me from eating something else that might really add those pounds. this handy dandy luggage microphone over here that we can use if yes. that's a problem so and we're also not used to doing this this is um is weird the right word yeah this is weird yeah. <laughs> this is yeah I was just saying it's really it's weird to because we know that people listen to us but we've never had people show up like yeah. to a room right where they because they know that we're going to be there and they want Right. Yeah. Starting a trend. Yeah. Right. No, this is very weird. Um, so as you can see, Joy had a baby. <laughs> there she is. So we actually, we have not recorded since August, um, but we knew this was coming. Right. So we, re we pre-recorded a bunch of episodes. Um, and what's funny to me about the topic today uh, is that there has been many times that I have said to Joy, we should talk about self-care. And Joy has been like, no. <laughs> I don't want to. I don't want to. Um, and then a couple weeks ago, she said, hey, we need to figure out what we're going to talk about at ReformCon. And then she said this, why don't we talk about self-care? <laughs> it just seemed like something I didn't want to talk about unless there was like a people we could actually look at. Uh-huh. It's, well, and also, there was such a period of time where it was being talked about so much, and a lot of people were not talking about it all that well. <laughs> we can have a fruitful conversation about it here, yeah. is I guess what yeah. I'm saying, because everyone's right before our eyes. Right. So this is, this is something, if you, guys, if you guys listen to what have you, and, and we were trying to get everybody to read... You who earlier this year, and this is something that Rachel. This is something she's just more important. I'm sorry. <laughs> this is something that um, our friend Rachel has been talking about a lot, and it's just something that we have not decided to dive into because you can't see our faces, um, and because I have seen so many women's groups fall apart over this topic. I have seen. I've seen friendships ruined over this topic. Um, I, I know of people who have left churches over this topic. Um, and so that doesn't mean we shouldn't talk about it. It just hasn't been the kind of thing we felt like the podcast was the best medium for. And so hilariously, we will release this audio in the feed in a few weeks. Um, <laughs> that's the plan anyway. Um, so when you guys, I kind of actually want to get kind of an idea of where our audience is coming from on the topic. When you guys hear self-care, what are some of the things that you think of? Retreating. A retreat, okay. Just coming into yourself and not caring about anybody else. Okay. okay. Mm -hmm. Yoga and cat memes. Yoga and cat okay. memes, okay, too, yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh-huh. <laughs> 
Sure, sure. Is it a good thing? Like, you guys for it? Do you feel against it? Do you feel neutral? Like, where where are you at on that? For it? Okay. What, can I ask you why? Mm-hmm. Okay. Right. I think there's a difference between I need to take care of myself so right. I can take care of other people as opposed to I just need to get away from everybody right. else. Right. And I think that's probably the the biggest uh, thing that I, I feel like you're probably the million and 23rd person to try to explain that to a group of people, but it's really hard for people to understand. Mm-hmm. Um, and I guess the hard thing with self-care is this insistence on calling it self-care, even though we might have different view, like a different definition of what it means. And so I guess, do you just want to like define? Yeah. yeah. Define self. So like, if sure. we have an issue with self-care, mm-hmm. we're okay. It's not that we're not allowed to take care of ourselves. We're allowed to yeah. brush our hair. Um, I did that today. I have been having, <laughs> I've been having to prioritize that. But you're allowed to, you know, go to the dentist and yeah. uh, take a walk. Sure. I mean, the question isn't, are we going to take care of ourselves? Every single one of us every day is going to do something to take care of ourselves. Um, again, we don't. you don't want to make rules based on an exception, right? So, yes, I understand there are some people in the world who don't take very good care of themselves. That's not what we're talking about here. Um, I think part of what's happening in our our generation, because I truly don't think if I talked to, uh, if I brought my mom in here and I was like, what do you think self-care is? She doesn't have all this baggage with the concept that women our age do. Um, but I still think that her generation and mine and the next, I think we've all been catechized into believing um, that there's a certain, that self-focus is inherently a virtue. Um, so we have been catechized into believing that, um, that it is virtuous to, to go get your nails done or whatever, right? Um, that it's virtuous to take this time to yourself because, well, I have an idea as to why the because is. Okay, you, you say your thing and I'll say it. Okay. And I'll say my thing. It might because be the same. I think our foundation, our, the foundational thing that we're all looking at, that we're all, we're all missing, is that women are really, really good workers. Um, I think women, I, I really, truly believe the amount of women I know that are busy, 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 compared to lazy, 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 it's like this, right? I think women are natural. We are natural at this. We are good at working. We are able to work. And I think we were built to work. I also think sometimes we get, we're because we're sinful, right? We get confused about what that should look like. Um, maybe, maybe it's a lack of discipleship. Maybe it's rebellion. Whatever the case may be, um, as women, we are natural multitaskers. Um, we, we naturally focus on the people around us. Um, and so we are natu- I think most of us are naturally very busy. 
And of course, not all busyness is the same. But I think the, the bottom part of this that we need to recognize is that uh, women, we are busy, we are working. That is a, a good God-given drive many times that we're given that we can corrupt. Um, so a lot of the difficulty, I think, that comes in this conversation is in the fact that women are really busy. They feel really overwhelmed. The world's answer is self-care, right? I, I think that's the, what the bottom of it is. Yeah. Um, I don't think that's a great answer, though. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no? <laughs> what? You mean like... Self-care is not the answer. Oh, yeah, no. I thought you meant, I thought you were referring to your answer. Like you were like, my oh. answer to the question is this. Oh. But I don't think my answer is very good. Um, no, self-care no, is not. Great. And that's where we have to... <laughs> well, and that's where we have to... Um, this is, well, and this is why I didn't want to have this, this conversation... Um, I don't know. I've just seen this conversation fail in a digital way. And I'd rather have this conversation in a way that has people in front of us. Um, but there is a mis... So what, I guess, what's the problem with just calling, taking care of yourself, self-care? Because I have, so okay, I have said the word self-care on our podcast before. You did? I did say like for lack of a better word. Oh. Because I do think there, there are people who need, there are things that, uh, or instances and circumstances where you need to, like, make sure you're okay, you know? Um, like, if you see something, like, horrible and traumatic, or if you're robbed at gunpoint, or if you're a first responder and you, like, see people die all the time, then you probably shouldn't just, like, go, go, go without mm -hmm. caring for yourself. <laughs> Oh, they just stole it. They stole the words. Um, should, we, okay. should we be redeeming it? So you know what we mean. Yeah. Should we be redeeming that? What is the, um, like, why do we have to call it self-care? Um, there's this, I just feel like it's such a misunderstanding. You guys know what we mean. What, what type of self-care we would consider to be acceptable. Um, like, what is the type of self-care that people are, like on the other side of the disagreement are looking. Well, I just fundamentally, I fundamentally don't believe that self-care is the answer. So like if you are, what you're, what you're are saying is that like, if you're constantly stressed out or if you're con constantly stressed, like stretched too thin, yeah. the answer would not be, like it's not, like Elaine said, it's not a bad thing to go get your nails done. But like yeah, the but answer the to your is, stress is not. Yeah, but the thing is, is there have been plenty of days where I have been a miserable cow and then I've been like, I'm going to go get my nails done. And then I got my nails done. And I guess what? I was still a miserable cow. Right. <laughs> like that right. doesn't. Well, and were you needing to reward yourself for being a miserable cow? No. <laughs> That's the thing is that self, so self-care isn't the answer. If you're overwhelmed, if you're burdened, if you're stressed, you might need a manicure, but that's not the answer. That's not how you best care for yourself. And so one of the things I wanna do in this conversation, and I don't, I don't have this yet, but I think we have to change the conversation. Because right now it seems like we give women two options. You can either be super, super busy and saving the world and running your families and all this stuff, 
or you can be doing self care. It's like right. there's, it's like you have to constantly pick, dying to self. You have to like or pick constantly one, caring for self. You have to like pick one sin essentially. Like, yeah. are you going to be super self focused or are you going to be like stressed to the max? And so I think the conversation has to change. Like, it's not, it's not a matter of well, either you're engaging in self care or you're totally ruining yourself. You're totally ruining your life. You're totally, you're going to burn out. Like, that's that's not the answer. And I think a lot of times we live in such a therapeutic age um, that we can see the work that we're doing. This is hard to say since you, got, you can all see me. I understand. I, we all have trials. We all live in a world full of sin. And we all have burdens to carry. But like, you guys, running water comes out of our walls <laughs> and we can go to the doctor and get Anna. We live in such a crazy time. We live in a time of ease that most of our brothers and sisters in Christ and many of our current brothers and sisters in Christ don't know anything about. And the irony of that is that we tend to be much more stressed out, right? Um, than our counterparts in other nations. Um, and so there's something there. Like there's something there that we're missing. And I think a lot of it is the focus on, is the focus on self. Me, my needs, what I'm dealing with, what I need. Um, and I, I don't, I think there's a certain durability that we just have lost. <laughs> Her sad little cry. I know. She's so sad. It's so Do you want to come get her, babe? Okay. So when Sorry, I guys. say that, what I don't want you to hear is that your your stresses or... She's so cute. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, babe. She's wearing her little... Her little Sheologian shirt. <laughs> <Aww>. <laughs> So what we are not saying is that your stresses and your burdens and your trials don't matter. They're not hard enough. That's not the, right. that's not the message. Um, I understand I have, I have four kids. I'm homeschooling. Like we have, we have part-time jobs and we, we have so many things on our plate and we see pain like up close and real. And it's, and it's real. And so the message isn't, oh, well, since they used to have it harder, it doesn't matter. But the message is, like, what is your focus? Like, what, what is at the bottom of all your busyness? Um, and I think what, what is, what's at the bottom of your work, the bottom of your busyness, the foundation, why you're doing this stuff, is really going to determine how burdensome it feels. Right? Yeah. Because the way that we have to work as Christians isn't actually to gain anything or prove anything. Yeah, I do think so. You, I think, I guess, uh, primarily what we could, like, summarize problem self-care uh, as would be that it's, it's virtuous to self-care, like you said. So it's considered, like, morally, like, it's morally correct for you to self-care. Um, and not just morally correct, but... You just used it as a verb. What? Just, <laughs> to yeah. self-care as a verb. I mean, anyway, you know. sorry. Uh, but also uh, mandatory. I think that's a big thing. 
is that um, it's mandatory and that you need you need to do it um, or you're not as like full or whole um, or you're missing out on something. And uh, there's nothing wrong. We should see the privileges that we have of living where we live, having the type of money that most of us have, like, which is more than... We should see that as a privilege and we should say, okay, yeah, like we can do nice things. We can afford groceries without having to worry about it. Um, but I'm sorry, I just hear her crying and I'm getting distracted. <laughs> um, but it's not, um, it's not mandatory. And it's almost, when I say that, I really want to, like, I'm going to try to expand on that a little bit so that we can really understand what that means. Because, duh, obviously it's not mandatory. But we, in our culture, we really do think of it as a part, like treating yourself is a part of our everyday life. We can't understand a life where you're not treating yourself in some way, whether it's like, oh, I bought that extra thing at the grocery store when I was there, instead of just getting milk, butter, and eggs and bread, you know? Um, and so we, like, we can't understand it, but it, it really isn't mandatory for, uh, for faithfulness or contentedness. And I think that's what we have to, um, you know, I'm not a feminist and I'm, I'm not intersectional, but I do think in a way you, you do have to recognize that we are very blessed. We are very privileged. Um, and, uh, you can be thankful for that, but also recognize that in order to be happy, we do not need all of those things. And, um, and it would fly in the face of so many faithful, obedient uh, image bearers to say that we, we do need them or that it is mandatory for contentedness. Because there are people, uh, I mean, even historically, well, Gabe brought up, uh, well, Gabe and Toby were talking about the book of all the martyrs, the Christian, Radiant. female Christian martyrs. And so to say that self-care is mandatory for obedience and faithfulness is like, there were no nail salons, I'm assuming, <laughs> when a lot of those women were being faithful and obedient. And so we have to be, we have to be really, really careful. It's not just a flippant thing at all. It's, it's, I think it's a lesson in contentedness that all of us really need to learn because we don't, we're, it's just second nature to us to be happy and fed. And, mm -hmm. you know, like our, we really do have a lot of first world problems. Um, not to say that those aren't problems, but I think if you, if you, I would say that it, it is, it, it plagues, I mean, not just women, it plagues everybody. Contentedness is, it is a poison that can affect your obedience. Um, and I feel like s mandatory or virtuous self-care in that sense is detrimental. To it, that. Yeah. It's really, uh, it's just something that you have to be so careful about because it is so second nature. And because, um, because it is a message that is so prevalent in our culture, which is that you should treat yourself. If you can afford it, you should, well, if you can't afford it, treat yourself. I can't even tell you. I just, um, what did I buy? Oh, Matthew and I bought a bed and it's like every single place I looked, you can like pay for stuff on credit, pay for it in a few months. You know, um, we can really have whatever we want when we want it. And, but we're super discontent as a culture, I would say as well. 
And so we just really have to be careful about even little innocuous things like self-care, like doing my nails is like getting my nails done is not a big deal. Um, but we just have to be really, really careful. Um, we need to like protect our obedience. <laughs> like we need, that needs to be something that we really want to achieve. And if we're feeling, um, if we're feeling discontent, especially then that discontent will remain there. Um, but it might just like have some glitter nail polish over yeah. it, <laughs> yeah. but it's still there. Well, and that, that brings up, you know, so when God put, put man in the garden, he, he didn't put him there and was like, you know, go lay in this hammock and have grapes fed to you. <laughs> like we were put in the garden to work. Mm -hmm. Um, and everything that our culture gears us towards is you work in order that you may have leisure. Um, and yes, I know that work has been tainted by the fall, obviously. Um, now it is by the sweat of our brow. Well, man's brow type, whatever. We got the pain, childbirth, you got the sweat, whatever, we all sweat. Um, <laughs> the point is, is that a lot of, and, and I would say I'm 30 and my generation was absolutely raised to believe that you should pursue leisure, that it is a righteous thing. Now, God rested. So what do we take from that? Um, here's what I think we should be taking from it. God built in, into our regular lives, periods of rest. So every night you must sleep or you will... I, I have, I hallucinate when I don't sleep for a long time. That was too vulnerable. Um, you will, you will rest. Um, you will do this every 24 hours for a good stretch of time. By the time we die, all of us will have slept for like a third of our lives. Okay. So that's a lot of sleep. Um, and then once a week, and I know this can be terribly unpopular in some circles, but I'll go ahead and say it. Once a week, you are commanded to rest. Um, God built in rest for you. God does not look down upon rest. Right. Um, he looks down upon laziness, but we were meant to work, and our God is so good that he built, he built in us necessary rest, and then he built into the week that we are bound to rest. So this is not an attack upon rest. But I will, and I think we should interrogate the presupposition that we should be pursuing leisure. Um, that's not what we, we were put here to work, to serve, to worship. Um, part of our worship does include rest. Um, wherever you stand on the Sabbath, um, hopefully you stand on it rightly and you're resting um, from your work. But either way, um, we were not meant to not work. And I think that's something that we just, we know this like internally, like the way I bet if I watched you for 24 hours, like a creeper, I would <laughs> see, I would see how much, you know, you're supposed to be doing and things that you didn't even like, no one told you, but you know, you're supposed to be doing them. You know, you're supposed to be putting your hand to this. And that, like I said, I think women, we just naturally like, Man, some of the hardest workers I know are women. And, and that's just all there is to it. And I think, um, I think we should be leveraging that for the kingdom um, and for the Lord, obviously. Um, 
So what I want to do, what I want to figure out a way to do is how to change the conversation about self-care. Um, because like we said, you're really not left with two opposing choices. Either you run yourself ragged or you're just always pursuing leisure. Like these are not the choices that as Christians you're left with. God has told us how to live. He's told us how to rest. He's told us how to work. He's told us how to worship. Like we're really not left wondering like, well, I don't know. Like I don't know how to figure this out. Um, no, he's actually like laid all of that out for us. And we don't have to look to the world to understand what that looks like. But the other thing you just brought up that I think is really important that we should be talking about more um, is what, what is rest for? Um, because if you don't know what it's for, you're not going to know how to do it. Um, so like I said, there are, there are times where, um, you know, I'm just being a miserable old cow and I've convinced myself, if I just had some time alone, then I would be fine. Um, and then I've had my time alone and it was the miserable cow that returned home. Right. Um, so another thing I just think that we, that is missing in the self-care conversation is what is this rest for? What is this time away for? Because if you're going off, if you're going to go do your self-care and you go off and you just indulge yourself, I promise you, you're not returning to your family just ready to serve. I'm ready to go. All this time I spent at the bookstore by myself has prepared me for my toddler's next tantrum. No, it hasn't. That's not how it works. Yeah. Um, and so, I mean, to be vulnerable, I am still at third, and it, it's, it's different. Like, it's the way that I can rest. I just, it doesn't, rest is not the word I'm looking for. It's really a, a break to prepare. So, like, if you're, if, you know, let's say you're preparing for, like, um, a run or something like that. Or a sprint. That's kind of how I, not everybody works like this. So I don't want to give this as like a, here's a recommendation. Um, but I work best in sprints. And I know that about myself. Um, I need the cycle. So I will go, 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 go. I'm doing homeschool. I'm doing, doing sheologians. I'm doing this stuff with my church. And then I pass out. And during that pass out time is typically when I catch up on my Bible reading. Or I'm checking in with my pastor's wife, or things like that, so that I can sprint again. Because I need that before I can sprint again. Um, and, you know, whatever it looks like for you, um, we have to redefine what we say rest is. Our rest, number one, needs to be in Christ. We need to be believing what he says about who we are and what we should be doing. Because he has promised that his burden is light. Um, and then secondly, we need to, you, you need to figure out um, what, what prepares me for my work. Because that's really what you should be doing. Everyone, you're all human. You all need to catch a breath. You all need to sleep at night. You all need to rest on Sundays. But throughout the week, what are you doing that's really preparing you for that next huge disobedience blowout your kids are going to have? What's preparing you for, you know, whatever it is in your relationships that you have to deal with? Stuff like that. Right. Yeah, I think that the 
basically the key of what you're saying is that like self-care is generally a response to something specific. Like I had a really rough week this week. My kids were awful this week. Um, I, you know, I had to take extra shifts this week. And so now I deserve this thing. Or like I'm, you know, I'm, I'm getting, imp because of that, I'm getting impatient with my kids. I'm getting impatient with my coworkers. Yeah. So a lot of you have this think. like symptom that you're attempting to treat. heal, yeah, treat by, um, by engaging in self-care. Um, but it doesn't, like you were saying, it's, it's broken. Like it feels nice to go get your nails done, but if you're doing it in response to being impatient, then you're just an impatient person sitting. With nice nails. Right, yeah, <laughs> right. Um, but I think that, a bi so something to consider, if it seems like we're just nitpicking at the words self-care, uh, consider we this are, as, we attempt, as we attempt to change the conversation about this. Self-care is primarily rooted in um, psychology, um, the basically you go into and you have a uh, psychotherapy or talk therapy or counseling not all counseling is bad i don't think that um but um and in a response or or in order to help yourself heal uh your psychologist your psychotherapist is going to recommend that you do certain things mm -hmm. to make yourself whole again to like get the cycle back in uh, back where it's supposed to be. Um, but this goes, we have to understand the seriousness of this. It is not always just, well, okay. And we should consider it serious if we're like being impatient with our kids or our spouse or our coworkers. It, that is serious. Um, it shouldn't just be, it shouldn't have to be like the most extreme representation of resenting someone uh, that would get us to realize that, that self-care is, is a problem. But self-care says care for yourself above all else. It doesn't just say take care of you. It says above everyone else. So if your kids are being bratty at their expense, you may leave the home and get your nails done. And that is a great example that we continue to use, the getting the nails done thing. Summer's nails look great. We're not against getting your nails done, everybody. Um, but the, it goes to the extent of, um, I don't, I don't feel uh, uplifted when I hang around this person. So I may cut them out of my life. And that includes people like your mother-in-law or people, um, your, someone who may have once been your friend, a family member, or a brother and sister in Christ. Sorry, not a brother and sister. You can only be one or the other. <laughs> brother or sister in Christ. Um, and so I just want, I want us all to consider that it breaks, it really does, it breaks fellowship. Um, if you don't think that it's, like I said, it is serious if you're upset with your kids because you're breaking relationship with your kids. Um, if you uh, abandon a relationship because every time you hang out with someone, they say something you don't like, you are totally um, abandoning the command to forgive. Also, you might be uh, putting yourself up on a pedestal to where you are better and superior to everyone else because they have to placate to you and everything that they say should be something that you like. 
self-care in its purest form says self-care at the expense of everything. You, you are the most important thing in this world. Mm -hmm. Take care of the most important thing in this world. And that yeah. will be found nowhere in the Bible, right. <laughs> in case you're wondering. Uh -huh. um, that is just not what we're called to it like it is the it should it should sicken you to think of yourself putting you ahead of every single person that you know every single thing that you know um that is not that's not even something we need to be arguing for if you like getting your nails done please don't argue for putting yourself above everyone else on the planet <laughs> that's not the same thing um, and we just, we need to be so careful. Um, and, you know, like I said, I'm not against uh, talk therapy or counseling, but this is an area um, that ha that's very, very secular. It has secular roots. Plenty of people are redeeming the area. Um, but we just, we have to be careful because um, our faithfulness is at stake. And fellowship and intimacy with God as well, because we have to consider that, um, I mean, where, like, where does, where does intimacy with the heavenly father fall if you're putting yourself above everybody else? Mm -hmm. Chances are he's not, he's not like that. You, he still counts as someone being put underneath you. And that, that's like, that should be, that should really be hor pretty horrifying to us. Um, and it's not, so it's not, this topic is not something that we, I think we should even worry about having little arguments over on the internet. Mm -hmm. um, I just, uh, it's very, it's really serious. It's a, and it is amazing to me that so many women are willing to defend it. Um, and that sort of reveals, you know, a type of idolatry, of course. And while we, whenever you try to point out idolatry in someone's life, I do think it's important that you kind of look at yourself and go, oh, I kind of put myself first today too. I self-cared without meaning to. Um, so don't do it on accident either. <laughs> yeah, it's the new verb. I self-cared. And I, I think that's part of the difficulty in the discussion is that taken on its own, self-care is not a wrong thing to say. It's not a wrong term. Um, there's a joke in my house. If I tell my husband, like, hey, you know, um, I'm going to go, I'm, I'm going to go take a bath. He's like, ha, self-care. Um, <laughs> because you really can call anything you want. Like, you can turn any decision you want. Like, I chose to do this thing, so I'm going to call it self-care. What is really caring for yourself? Obedience to God. Um, if you want to love yourself and love your neighbor, you're going to obey God. Um, so it's just strange to call that self-care. I mean, if you really want to, I suppose I'm not going to fight well, you, that's but no one's going to know what you mean. That's because that's not a part of the origins it's of self-care. It's just not it's where really it not. came from. Yeah. And something to consider is we are all for healthy, I'm for healthy boundaries. Um, but in this self-care conversation, you know, Joy brought it up and it is very common to talk about, you know, cutting out toxic relationships and all this stuff. I just need you guys to consider that you are just as toxic as the next person. Um, you just you need to you need to face that. Um, and again, I am not against 
healthy relationships, but you know, you don't get to choose who the other members in your church are. And you don't get to really choose who the members of your family are. They might be people that are very, very difficult for you to love. And as if you're married or you have kids, you know, um, the person you love the most at times is the most difficult person to love. Um, all of us are sinners, and this idea that we need to cut out the toxic this and that, it is extremely selfish. Um, if I want to look around outwardly at the people that agitate me the most, it's the people that are the closest to me, because they're the closest to me. Um, because they, they highlight my sin, right? They show me how impatient I am. They show me how angry I am. They show me what a miserable cow I can be. Um, that doesn't make them toxic. It highlights how toxic I can be. Um, and so this, this kind of blame shifting of like, oh, this toxic person, whatever, that, you need to recognize that for what it is. It's blame shifting. And again, I just want to add the caveat to be very clear. There are absolutely times and places for healthy boundaries. Um, and I am not speaking against that in any way. Um, but I just think it's typically fewer and farther between than we want to allow for. Um, if Jesus came on earth and lived a life where he was going to cut all the toxic people out, imagine where we would be. Right? I mean, it would be bad. Yeah, for us. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, for mm -hmm. us. Okay. Um, 